Well, hello again and welcome in. Wherever you are today, wherever you're listening from, I'm so happy to have you over to feast upon God's Word together. Get your plate ready today and take a seat. It's the 44, which is Matthew 4, 4. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. I'm your host, Jed Yancey, from the Central Church of Christ here in Ocala, Florida. And can I say this before I start? Um, after a trip to see my brother Matt Lynch over at Lynch Eye Care for my annual eye exam a few days ago, I was reminded again of just how blind I truly am. Uh, Thankfully, Matt let me know neither of my eyes have gotten any worse than they already were, and my prescription for contacts and glasses will still suffice. Now, I've got to tell y'all, and I I tell Megan often, most especially when I, I pull my contacts out and I can't find my glasses, that you know, if, if God were to give me just one thing for one day, it would be just a wake up in the morning, just one morning, and to be able to see. It literally drives me crazy not being able to see sometimes, having to wear glasses, find my glasses, put my contacts in, which, I mean, honestly, it's not really a big deal, but it just really bothers me. Uh, but anyway, it's it's always around this time of the year that that I go in and I see Matt that I'm also reminded where this all started for me. Uh, You know, figuring out that I was blind Uh, because as a kid, I mean, I I guess I just kind of felt like what I was seeing or actually, I guess what I wasn't seeing uh, was just normal. Like you, you just don't know at that age what you don't know. And so for me, Coming to the realization that I couldn't see really began with my inability to see red. More specifically, 216 red stitches on a baseball. I was in sixth grade, and I was in my last year of playing at Highlands Little League Field. And that year I was was playing shortstop, and as I recall the story, we were a few games into the season, and my mom asked me after one of the games why, when I was playing shortstop, like, why are you always diving to catch ground balls? Uh, she was pretty adamant that I didn't need to dive around all the time when I could take two or three steps and keep my feet on the ground to get a grounder and not have to dive. And I think that her question was partially rooted out of her not wanting to wash a dirty uniform over and over and over again. But when she asked about this, my answer back, I think, was quite the shock to her because I told her that when I was playing defense and at shortstop that when a ball was hit, I could kind of gauge or kind of figure out the general vicinity of where the ball was hit, but that if it was hit to me, I couldn't really see it until it was right up on me. Hence the reason I was I was diving all the time. So she then realized that we had a little problem on our hands. And, and sure enough, we went to the eye doctor and, and he was pretty shocked that I was even able to play and, you know, could actually be halfway decent. So I remember sitting in the office and, and they got me a pair of contacts and they made me sit there and learn how to put them in. And it took me forever. But when I finally got them in, 
and I walked outside. It was the most unbelievable feeling ever. Like, I remember the first thing I noticed was that I could actually see leaves on trees. It was incredible. They had always just been, you know, big green blobs to me. But but of all the really incredible things I never realized I was missing out on by not being able to see, the one thing that trumped them all was at my next baseball game. And it wasn't playing shortstop. It was hitting. Like, I had no idea that everyone else was actually able to see the red of the laces as the ball spun towards home plate. I had no idea either how important it was to hitting to be able to see red on a baseball in order to pick up spin or speed or what, what pitch is being thrown, like all the things. And so you'll never guess what happened in my first game with my new set of eyeballs. Home run. It was the best feeling in the world. And while I loved the game of baseball as a kid, my love of the game grew exponentially from that day forward. Thinking on all these things here recently has had me thinking on just how many of us still dive around and still dirty up our lives and walk through this life with blurred vision from being stressed and worn out and tired and exhausted and anxious and all the things, and why? Well, because we don't see the red. This time, the red I'm talking about is not 216 stitches on a baseball. The red I'm talking about is the blood of Jesus. Man, you know, just like me being in sixth grade and just thinking that my situation was normal. I think sometimes we can walk through this life so blurred and just feel like our situations, our lives are just normal and they're tiring and they're mundane, monotonous, sometimes, you know, even borderline boring. And yet, as you key in on the blood of Jesus and you see the red in Scripture, like, Have you ever just thought about how much that blood did and still does for us? I mean, I I know most of you listening know this, but do you really, really know this? Can you really see it? I mean, I always knew there were red laces on a ball. I always knew that. But I had no clue that you could actually see them when the ball was in flight. In virtually any book you want to go to, the men that wrote through God's inspiration over and over and over again make it very clear just how important it is in our lives that we see red, that we understand the blood of Jesus and all that it does for us, that we can we cannot just see it, but, but see it clear and see it in motion and get this, see it in our lives. I want to read, most of what I'm going to do next is is just read to you from Scripture. And, and the things that I want to read are the places where we should see red and go, wow, that's incredible. And it's something, I think, as we conclude when I'm done reading these, that I don't I don't think I think on enough, and I don't think I see enough. 
I'll start here. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5. To him who loves us and released us from our sins by his blood. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7. If we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Verse 23. For all have sinned, uh, of, of Romans chapter 3, uh, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of His blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate His righteousness because in His forbearance He had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. You see in the red yet? First Peter chapter 1 and verse 19, you, you are not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your futile way of life inherited from your forefathers, but with precious blood as of a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. Colossians chapter 1, 19 through 20. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him and through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. How about now? You see in the red yet now? Romans chapter 5, verse 9, Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? And then we get to places like Hebrews chapter 9 and 10, which, I mean, two chapters that, that deal the most, I think, with this idea of seeing red by, by pointing the recipients of this letter all the way back to a high priest taking blood and offering or, or making sacrifice for himself and for the sins of the people. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe you see that red, the writer says, but, but check this out, because the high priest that you can call to mind from the Old Testament he had to go in over and over and over on behalf of the people or on that day of atonement. But now, verse 11, now when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things to come, he entered through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this creation, and not through the blood of goats and calves like the way it used to be, but through his own blood, he entered the holy place once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling those who have been defiled sanctify for the cleansing of flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, Cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. For this reason, he's the mediator of a new covenant, 
so that since a death has taken place for the redemption of transgressions that were committed under the first covenant, those who have been called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. For where a covenant is, there must of necessity be the death of the one who made it. And you know what he says in chapter 10 that's even more incredible for these that originally read this letter that we need to think on more often is chapter 10 there beginning in verse 19. Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence, we now should have confidence to enter the holy place by what? By the blood of Jesus, by a new and a living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed and uh, washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful." I hope y'all see all this. Like, I I could go on all day, over and over and over, these writers wanting us to clearly see all that the blood of Jesus does for us. Like, like guys, this stuff right here, if you're able to see the red in this, it's a home run. I, I don't know. I, I guess this is just huge right now. Because of how quickly we can get wrapped up in all these other elements of of Jesus, which we need to and we should. But oh, the blood of Jesus, man. Uh, Look at this last verse I'll read from Hebrews 2, 9 and 10. Uh, The Hebrew writer writes, But we do see him who was made for a little while lower than the angels, namely Jesus, Because of the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. Like he did that for us. And verse 10 says, it was fitting for him to do that. For whom are all things and through whom are all things and bringing many sons, bringing us to glory, to perfect the author of their salvation through suffering. I mean, there, there's so much more um, that we could look at here. But, but you know, as we close, can I take you all back to my baseball playing days and remind you of how I felt and what I just explained a little while ago about how I felt about the game when I was actually able to see? Like, again, I had fallen in love with baseball But it wasn't until I could actually see the red and I hit that first home run that I truly loved baseball with all my heart. I want to encourage you today, see the red. It's all over the pages of your Bible. And when you see it, I hope like me, you find yourself falling in love with Jesus even more through what that blood does for us. It does so much. As always, I I sincerely thank you guys for listening today. While I can't ever tell on my end who is listening, I can see where you're at. And right now we we got folks from everywhere sitting around the table and eating together. It brings me so much joy to have you sit down and to eat on these things from God's Word with me each week. 
I want to encourage you to keep eating, keep sharing, and keep running the race. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you next week. Snow